What's going on guys, my name is Alden Hero, and welcome to episode 106 of the Midnight Hour. It's the first episode of February. Interestingly, this month the Midnight Hour will be four years old, I think, which is insane to think about. Um, anyway, this episode is a uh, really interesting one in my opinion. I was actually, I think you can kind of hear in the conversation that I learn stuff as I go along and my mind just gets blown by uh, the stuff that I learn. Um, there's a lot of like inside insider baseball, inside baseball, what's that term? When it's like two people talking about things that's just very, you have to be a fan of the thing that we're talking about to know what we're talking about. So most of you are former or current FIFA players, I understand that, and that's why this episode is kind of about FIFA. I talked to a professional FIFA player by the name of Conran Tobin, who recently went to the uh, the regionals tournament uh, for the foot championship in Barcelona, and um, it's a it, it's a kind of I guess a conversation that centers around what it is to be a professional gamer. Um, just my perception of the game itself uh, completely changed by the end of this conversation, and. Um, I, I, I don't know, I just, I feel like I learned an awful lot about what it is to actually, like, just play a game, and the way that people rage at games, and how wrong they are when they do, and things like that, so, um, yeah, I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Before we get into it, I just want to say, right, I, recently, uh, somebody reviewed the Midnight Hour on iTunes, and that's not uncommon, like, it, there are a fair few reviews across the... Um, different countries and stuff like that. It's iTunes is really annoying, right? Because I live in Ireland. When I go to iTunes, I can only ever access the Irish iTunes. And I think there's like nine reviews on there. But when I search it in, there's like different websites you can go to that will aggregate all your reviews when you pay a fee or if you sign up and uh, do different things. But anyway, I was reading through all of the reviews that I've received over the course of the last four years. And it was amazing. Like, honestly, some of the comments just... Um, I don't know, like they were very like heartfelt, very honest, and just really, really awesome to read. Uh, the impact that the podcast has had on people over the years, uh, even if it's just people who are playing games and they throw on their headphones and have the podcast playing in the background while they play and stuff like that. Um, it's it's really actually crazy to think about and something that I never actually contextualized, but. Uh, just thanks for all the support over the years. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. I don't know if I'll be doing a special like anniversary episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I want to, but it's just really hard to plan these things, as I'm sure you guys know at this stage. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to say is that my wrestling podcast is going really well. Thanks for all the support on that. It's called WWP, and it will be linked in the description if you guys want to go and check it out. We recently reviewed the Royal Rumble, which is one of the biggest pay-per-view events of the year the wrestling calendar um and yeah it was last weekend so the review was up over the last few days if you guys want to check that out i'll link that separately as well um just for any current wrestling fans who aren't interested in the storyline acts that we're doing but they do like wrestling <laughs> anyway i talk an awful lot about wrestling it's really i don't know i have this really weird relationship with wrestling where it's like i i really like it but i'm not comfortable with certain people knowing that I like it because people look down on it so much and I don't know I'd, I'd like for people to not do that basically but anyways um Ranners uh, his uh, twitch and twitter will be linked in the description if you guys want to check him out I would recommend um subscribing to his well or following him on twitch 
so that you can be notified when he streams because um, his record is pretty insane when it comes to the actual uh, that weekend league or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm not too like up to date on the technical terms of what goes on in FIFA these days. Um, but I think it would be really worth watching because um, whatever. I'll fucking talk to you at the end of the podcast. Enjoy the episode. power in the verse can stop me. So I'm joined today by professional FIFA player Runners. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. No problem, dude. Glad to be on. Um, so, listen, uh, you're, are you from Limerick, is that right? Yeah, I am. Cool. You're um, one of the only, like, uh, Irish professional video gamers I've ever come across online. Yeah, so. <laughs> not not many of us, but you know. Yeah, it's it's like a wasteland out there. Um, yeah. So I I actually it's it's really I followed you like quite recently. Um, like around I'd say the very end of December, uh, maybe a little bit earlier than that. But you had like I think two thousand Twitter followers at the time or something. Uh, about three, I'd say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I've been growing a lot recently, you know, I've been been trying to trying to get out there. Yeah. It's um, mad actually how many like you're gonna you're you will have probably overtaken me on followers by the end of tomorrow, I think. Yeah. So I said I'd try and reach out to you before that happens. <laughs> um but yeah, it's fucking awesome. So uh, congratulations. Um uh, do you play any games apart from FIFA by the way? Uh well like I play games. I mean I think everybody does, you know, your yeah. Fortnite, your Call of Duty, what have you, but, like, obviously not at the professional level, like... Yeah, yeah, because I, um, I used to do FIFA, like, obviously not professionally, but I used to upload it every single day on YouTube, to the point where it was literally a job, and yeah. I got fucking burned out from the game really, really quickly. Uh, like, does that, does that ever happen to you, or like, do you ever be playing like Fortnite and think, shit, I could be using this time to play FIFA or something? Uh, yeah. So, well, well, to burn uh, with your burnout point, I mean, uh, I mean, I actually don't really. Um, like, so I was off the last two months uh, from college break before I started uh, my work placement, and uh, I, I'd be on FIFA. I don't know. Eight ten hours a day we're talking here, Jeez. and I, I'd be like still enjoying every single game. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's just the attitude you need to have. Yeah, definitely. Because if you start being like, "Oh, that, that shouldn't have happened. What was that? that the bounces and everything," and and you, you can't be like that, or you'll just go insane. Like, so. yeah. Do you ever do you ever break controllers or anything? Or no, you... wow. I'm literally I'm one of the like. I'd say I'm the best for not raging um, at FIFA, and I think you have to be to uh, to be able to persevere through when it's just not happening for you, like. Yeah, because I've watched uh, I've watched some tournaments for like uh, like League of Legends or World of Warcraft or whatever, and I don't I don't actually really play those games. I just watch tournaments because there's something like about esports that really draws me in I, I think it's just that it's such a strange spectacle to look at um and it grows year on year it's like really impressive but also something that if i go back 10 years i just can't imagine myself watching but um the way the way the pros react on those games like they throw hissy fits and they yeah it's mad um i, I yeah i never understand it they're they're 
I think there's some correlation between whatever part of your brain that gives you road rage when you're driving. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not raging must be uh, like a magical place to be. Like already, we've been talking for like two minutes and you're already a rare breed of FIFA player. Oh, I'm telling you. In the sense um, that you enjoy the game. <laughs> like literally, uh, you know, Vitaldi Rocky, like um, yeah, yeah. over in Barcelona, man, when, when he lost, dude, the whole arena could hear that he lost. Yeah, Like, yeah. he went mental. Um, uh, so. Can you uh, talk to me about this tournament a little bit? I, I watched... Uh, so there's about, like, l- literally about 30 hours of footage of it on the EA Sports uh, YouTube channel, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, the, the layout of it, it's it's like a, a championship sort of cup tournament. Um and you play ultimate team, as I understand it. Uh, so, what is this? Is this a qualification for a bigger tournament, or is this a standalone tournament? Like, what kind of thing is this? Uh, I mean, we have the time, so I'm gonna do a decently in-depth um, explanation. So, you play foot champions at the weekend, as you probably know. You know, yeah, you got yeah. 40 games. Uh, qualifying month was November, and so. Well, if you were 64th or higher in the month on your console, qualified for this event. Then this event, if you get top 8 in this one, or the next one, which is qualifying in February and is hosted in April, uh, you get put into the playoffs, and then if you finish top 16 in the playoffs, you go to the, F, uh, the FIFA E-World Cup Grand Final oh, wow. in August. So, it's... Uh, there's a lot of steps, but uh, yeah. So that this one was really only a qualifier. That that's why the prize money you're looking at wasn't wasn't that high. Um, How much was it? Uh, there was 200k prize pool and 22 grand for the winner. Wow. So still decent, like. But, it'll, um, it'll keep you. Go- Is that in euros or dollars or? Uh, dollars. Dollars. Uh, so. All right. So it's like not really that much yet. <laughs> uh, and. And then you get hit with tax as well, and, you know. So, oh, you have um, to pay, even though it's in Barcelona, you have to pay tax on it. Yeah, because it's, it's still income, like so. That's bullshit. Yeah. So my one K that I won, once you convert it and get tax and everything, it soon becomes about six hundred euro, like. Yeah, a few trips to KFC and then. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. But um, see, at these events, though, you're not playing for the prize money; you're playing. Not only for qualification, but uh, you're you're really playing to join a good team. Yeah, um, I, I actually wanted to ask you about that because um, I saw you tweeting saying that a really underrated aspect is the coaching that you get. Oh, so dude, I I didn't know yeah. that there were teams. I was listening to the commentators talking about how pros were part of different teams and stuff, and I'd seen you tweeting that you were leaving Dundalk FC, and I was like, is this guy a fucking pro gamer or a pro footballer or what the hell? So, <laughs> what what does being part of a team uh, actually mean? Yeah. So well, well. When it comes to Dundalk, I was just representing them in the league, um, and then I got knocked out of the league, so All right, that okay. that's, I left them. But then Golden Hawks were my actual pro team, uh, but I'm I'm just after leaving them there yesterday as well, so that I I can be a free agent and uh, because I do want to move up. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you're signed with a team, you uh, obviously can't join another team. You. Uh, is sticking with them so um you know i was talking to people at the event and stuff and realistically people were saying that i should be on more 
I should be with a better team. So, uh, yeah, so basically teams, you represent them, but also a lot of teams have, like, coaches and stuff. Um, and the coaching aspect really is just, it's so vital. And, and you know, you think FIFA coach, what's that? Like, mm. well, well, they they give you, like, while you're not in an event, they do help you out with just, just stuff you may not pick up on your own game that you, you just need a set, another person to just have a look at. But at the event, when you're in the moment, you can't think straight. You just can't. Mm. You've got so much on your mind uh, trying to play the game as well. So just to have another person, just like even the ball goes out of play or it's halftime or something, and you just get some feedback off somebody is, is crucial. Um, it what, really is. What What's their qualification to, like, how, how, would, how would you go about becoming a coach on a team for an eSports game, like? Yeah, I I wouldn't know to be honest. There is no quote unquote qualification, but uh, just a good knowledge of the game, and then um, I guess just approaching teams or maybe coaching people uh, for free. And then if you coach somebody good uh, good and they do well, then you you might get offered by a team to join as their coach. That's mad. It's mm. like I would have never even... That's a whole avenue of existence I would have never even thought of before. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy when you think about it. That Just the, the just everything about it, really, to be honest. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I was watching... I, I couldn't really believe the scale of the spectacle. Like, cause I, it's, it's really weird for me because I've been a part of the FIFA community online for about seven or eight years. And... Um, I was really heavily invested in the game up until around FIFA 16, I think. I'm not sure, actually, when I gave up on it. But um, I, the, the eSports side of it has always sort of been there in a very small capacity. And then, I don't know, I was watching these videos recently and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is like, you know, thousands of people are watching. Like, there's so much money on the line there's like uh, just how seriously people are taking it it really took off like out of nowhere and i don't think people would have predicted that with fifa because it's such a sort of unstable seeming game like um how how consistent are you at fifa like like i assume you probably have a rank in the world as one of the best players do you yeah i would be but i mean that's i mean your ranking is only as good as your last tournament in my opinion yeah, yeah. um so i'd be top 32 on xbox but um like uh you 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 just play for champions every week which is that 40 games and then you do get ranked off that so you know i'd be consistently top 100 in that as well so that's how it works yeah, but so, um Sorry, just I, I just I, I want to ask because uh, FIFA is one of those games where even when I'm at my best in FIFA, there's always some fucking cunt who's better than me. It's the I think it's the Elo rating system that they use, um, which I've used it on other games, and it makes sense when you can see the scale of it. But you can't on FIFA, so you you win like five games in a row, and then you come up against someone who batters you, and it makes no sense. Uh, I don't, you probably don't have that problem being a pro, but um, <laughs> what's your what's your win loss record like? Uh, it's actually not that high, and I'll tell you why. Uh, actually, I'm looking at it right now. It is six, roughly. Um, right, that's so you think six? Good. You think uh, no, it's decent, like, but it's not amazing. And the reason is that includes all my friendly games. Ah, uh, um, okay. 
if it was only like foot champions, I, I'd say he'd be looking at 15 win loss probably. Jesus. Um, so like, because obviously it's every loss I get um, against another pro gets put on my record, like so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be it would be at least I'd say 15. So your team that you use, like, uh, for anyone who's wondering about this, check out uh, Runners' Twitter. It'll be linked in the description anyways, um, and just go to media. So you have a team built up of a lot of, like, really expensive players. Is that, have you assembled that, like, legitimately, uh, like, you know? <laughs> legitimately. You know, well, what I mean is, like, did you set out at the very start of the game and this is the team you've ended up with? Or did you get given it? Or, like, how does that work? Uh, no, so literally, uh, I was like, started it, uh, so end of last year, talk about first, um, you know, I was doing well, and but nothing really was happening, so I came into FIFA 18, and I was like, I'm going to get my good, I'm going to get a pretty solid team at the start, and then when you get top 100 foot champions rewards, you, you get so many coins from that, so right. it, it just, it keeps building, but yeah, so I put in about 600 euro at the start. Um, because I was confident with the right team, I could qualify for events, which I have. Yeah, um, fair play. That's unreal, like, determination and belief and stuff. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, my team now is, is fairly up there. It's still, uh, still a good bit to go from the top teams, but uh, I I won't be able to blame team if I don't qualify, let's just say that, right. uh, for the next event. That's pretty. That's a pretty cool attitude. Um, and you bring that team to a tournament, do you? You don't bring uh, a special. No. Um, well, at EA events, uh, you get you play on the esports version, so you have access to every single card in the game. Ah, nice. Uh, so it's a balanced playing field. Yeah, that does make sense. I was wondering about that, but I see everyone going around with these like really expensive cards nowadays. And whenever I played Ultimate Team, I was like. Uh, I would have a team for 40k or something, and that yeah. would be it. or else I'd buy coins because I literally couldn't be bothered putting in the effort, which is, you know, another thing about FIFA. Mm. Um, but, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. So when you play the esports version, is there anything else that's different about it? Uh, yeah, the gameplay is definitely noticeably different, um, yeah. and the there's no delay. Uh, so like on foot chance there is a slight delay. It's it's not that big a deal in my opinion. A lot of people exaggerate it, but it's definitely a tiny bit of delay. But yeah, on the esports version there's no delay. Whether that's just because of how it's set up in an event, there's that. But also it's a lot slower. Um, you know it's kind of got a more of a kickoff feel to it. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. If you know what that. The difference there, like um, yeah, well, ultimate team's very arcadey, and the ball bounces yeah, yeah, yeah. around really quickly. It's like you're yeah. almost playing a slider version of the game. Yeah, because I like there's a lot less um, of that ping pong passing mm -hmm. in now formations. It just doesn't really work that well in the esports version. You want to play a four two three one, kind of have a slower build up. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it just won't work. It's, it's man, it's just crazy to me that you have like a, a win-loss ratio of like 15 on foot champs like estimated obviously but um, mm. like it that really puts you in a bracket of you're at a point where if you play someone you are highly expected to win irrespective of the flaws in the game itself and that to me sort of tells me that FIFA has come a long way like when when did you start playing FIFA? Uh, 
Well, like, I, I could answer that question by saying FIFA 03, because uh, technically when I first had the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then FIFA 13 is when I, like, properly played it. But then I, uh, I didn't get FIFA uh, 15 or 16. Uh, and then I came back in FIFA 17, wow. uh, because I heard about the foot champions. I heard that it was getting a boost to esports, that EA were really backing it. And uh, I fancied myself. Jeez, so. for real. So you've properly gone into this to actually mm-hmm. get... That's yeah, yeah. crazy. This hasn't just happened to you. This is nah, calculated. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been going for for it. Like, a, um, I think it's very rare that you'd accidentally uh, stumble to pro level, in my opinion. I think it's something you really have to go for. That actually tells me a lot about why you don't rage during the games is because yeah, yeah. you're not just playing it to have fun you're playing it for an actual reason. yeah no see that is true yeah yeah people are, are do play i don't play it for fun at all um don't get me wrong i do enjoy the game yeah that's so um, you know what's so weird about that is that i always played it for fun but i never enjoyed it and you don't play it for fun <laughs> and you do enjoy it Oh, that's ironic. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking game. I, like, uh, it's it's so I don't know. I, I like I can't tell you how much I like I, I I probably wouldn't even want to be in your position because I would have gone through so many controllers at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's actually. Um, I I always thought of FIFA as being one of those games that the flaws in the game make it so that nobody can compete at a elite level that like when yeah. you get to the top say 2000 players they're all around the same ability but it's not actually like that and it's kind of surprising i suppose yeah no um i think uh, the game has altered though from from like i, I don't know how much you've played of fifa 18 uh, um, I've, i haven't played ultimate team at all um, yeah okay so and, and, uh, and yet still i have put money into packs and i have no <laughs> idea why no idea why uh no there, there there is still you know you get the bounces you, you get all this stuff that's never it's not gonna change like it's always gonna be in the game but the thing is it's at a point now and uh where like me and like you know the rest of most of the pros um you know like you're only gonna get unlucky at max maybe two or three goals you're going to concede really unluckily in a game, right? <laughs> so funny. If you ask, like, the casual FIFA player, it's like all of the reasons they concede goals is because the game is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like, realistically, max two or three is going to happen, right? And unless you're playing another pro, you should be expected to be able to put four or five past them. So you work that out, you're winning the game five three, say. Yeah. So... You know, you should still be able to score more than you unluckily concede, if that makes sense. It's, um, I, I'm sort of slowly grasping or, like, realizing the gravity of, like, just the landscape of FIFA is, is a lot more like driving than I had given it credit for. Because it's like, if you ask, I, there's some famous survey where they go out and ask, uh, like a hundred drivers to rate their driving ability and like 99% of them all think that they're a 10 out of 10 when it comes to yeah. driving. And it's obviously <laughs> not true. Like they yeah. think that the reason the reason why any accidents happen are because of other people and 
FIFA has the exact same mentality with its players. Um, people would say, "Oh, I would have won this game if it wasn't for this, and I would have won this if it wasn't for this." But so you can say fundamentally that that is not true, and that they're like the game psychology has just led them to believe that for whatever reason. Yeah, but you see, like, okay, so I put down 40 games a week, and I consistently will get 38, 39 out of 40, right? Um, I mean, if the game was so luck-based as people make it out to be, how can I consistently do that? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I shouldn't be able to. I should lose more, but would, I don't. Would you ever um, do a YouTube series where you look at other YouTubers play, and when they say this is fucking bullshit, you'd be like, well, it's not, and here's why. <laughs> Well, that would be funny to do. Uh, I'm sure I'd get slated, but um, I don't know that you would, would be interesting to do. Like, you're kind of you have an an undisputable position here to actually call people mm. out on that. I don't I don't mean call them out in a nasty way. Yeah, either, yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't like. I used to live with a guy called Nepentes. You probably know him. Yeah, um, yeah. He'll be blocked on Twitter, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't even know why he blocked me without me tweeting him, which, which you know, You have fine. no idea how many people tell me that he has them blocked on Twitter and they don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, if I had said something, I'd be like, cool, bro, first. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Th- there was a time when he had, like, a spreadsheet filled with usernames and reasons why he blocked them, just, so, <laughs> just for this reason. And I asked him if he still had it recently, and he said he ditched it ages ago. But uh, oh. I don't know, because I lived with him, right? And the, the dude does take a fucking, like, torrent of abuse, like fairly regularly probably not now like the the community has shifted now it used to be very toxic it's not really anymore but uh yeah like he used to get so much abuse on a daily basis and i'd say the effect that has on your mentality like oh for sure man. yeah um like if you literally go to look at one of the big youtubers and just look at a tweet they have right tap on it uh, scroll down through the replies, and it's just unnecessary hate. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. I know. Um, it's not seen in the pro scene, though, I'll tell you that much. It's quite rare. Like, the support I get, anyways, is is really good. Yeah, um, I've, I've noticed that uh, just from following you on Twitter. Like, your replies to people and everything, it's like the most yeah. civil <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it even catches me off guard because I have been around, um, like, my. I've been on FIFA Twitter since 13, like so. Mm-hmm. I know how toxic it used to be. Yeah. Uh, but it's not in the pro scene. Maybe it still is for the YouTubers and stuff. I mean, you know, it is a bit for sure. Uh, but uh, Nep always oh. tells me good things nowadays about um, mm. the responses that he gets and stuff. And and plus, I think he's a lot better at just ignoring the hate now. Where it, like, yeah. Um, but like it definitely does get to you but the reason I brought him up anyway is because we used to when I lived with him we were both like uploading FIFA videos uh, on a daily basis so we were both playing FIFA like you know all the time and we would each like fucking rage out about shit and like I would always be like uh, like so I'd say to him something like oh, well, I think maybe you conceded that goal because that defender has a high attack and work rate, so he ran out of position or whatever. Um, and Nep would be like, well, no, because I'm playing on defensive, so that... 
and like it would just lead into this thing. Yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. So each of us were convinced that the game was bullshit against <laughs> us. Like, and yeah, and that's yeah. just the reason, like, why I never won Division One that time is because the game was bullshit. Um, so I I would have actually I think at the time I was crying out for someone to just look at my videos and go through my gameplay and be like well no had you done this then that wouldn't happen and like mm. yeah there's something about I don't know I, I, I think I'm really onto something though with that driving link it's some part of your brain that goes into autopilot and you just overestimate yeah. your own abilities or something but um yeah that is really good to know it's also good to know that there's not not a lot of hate on the pro scene because I saw what's the name of the guy who won the tournament because I've only seen it written down and DH Tex yeah <laughs> Uh, like that's a weird thing to say out loud. But, My man, tax, yeah. Um, so he has like I don't know a hundred thousand followers on Twitter or something now. He has fifty three thousand. He had um six hundred on Friday. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's uh, nuts, isn't yeah. it? No, it's so ridiculous. Like um, the scale of that, like, and all his tweets now—they all bang. They're all like four thousand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's. Um, oh, I think it's great. He's such a good guy. Like, I mean, can't complain at all. It's fully deserved. Um, but I just, uh, I just remember him coming over to me. So I was in the hotel on uh, on Thursday. So that was the day we arrived. Yeah. And he just uh, strolled over and said hi and stuff. And he, he like, he was just so like, uh, not quite shy, but. But, uh, just you a know, quiet he, person. Yeah, or? just like pretty chill. I mean, he's only sixteen as well, like so. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, but um, and then just to go and end up winning it all, and just oh, it's ridiculous, man. It is. So. It, it's crazy the way he just because I um, you know the that fucking moments or highlights or whatever the fuck it is on Twitter now. Yeah, moments. Yeah, doesn't um, it? I was like. I don't know, I was in bed, I opened up Twitter, and I, I just saw, like, this guy's Twitter handle was appearing everywhere, everyone was liking all yeah. his tweets and stuff, and then it was only, like, it was literally, like, two days ago, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna make an effort now to figure out who that person is, and why everyone is, and then I looked at his page, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, uh, already, like, I don't know, 20 people that I follow, I'll follow him, like, mm, was, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Everybody hopping on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, so, it, so he's gonna go on to the World Cup now, right? Is that right? Uh, no, so he's qualified for the playoffs. That's oh, okay. Like, uh, and then top sixteen in the playoffs, what will get you into the World Cup grand right. final? Jeez. Um, is the World Cup a thirty-two person tournament? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think so. Pretty sure. So, um. You were saying that the maybe the the way they do the tournament is a little bit annoying, having to do it over two legs. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'm I'm going to talk about my awful loss. That was the only time I was mentioned on stream. Might I add, was my eight-one loss. But anyways. Oh shit. Uh, so basically, what happened was, uh, I I was all over him, uh, but I just couldn't get the luck. Then I conceded two 45th-minute goals. Don't tell me how I concede two goals in one minute. Anyways, uh, the first game ends 4-1. I mean, feels undeserved, but I think it was about 3-2 to him is what it should have been. So, you know, he should have won. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. Heading to the second game. Now, if this is a better three, 
it's fine. It's not a new game. I have a good chance at this. But since it was still a 4-1 in aggregate, he just time wasted out the whole game. Oh, and I, I can't do anything. So, um, like, that's why there needs to be a best of training, in my opinion. Like, because, okay, they're like, oh, it's two legs. You have two games. Like, it's not just one game. And I'm like, you get hit in the first game and they time waste out the second game. It kind of is just one game. Mm. You know what I mean? So... I suppose the counter argument to that would be that in real football they do it across two legs. Yeah, no, yeah. So that that that's what I've been discussing with people as well. Mm. Um, I think it's um, it is to make it more appealing to the viewer. But I, I would argue, have you ever seen a football team uh, be four one up going into second leg and pass it around the back for ninety minutes? <laughs> that's not a thing. Like you can't. I mean, I've seen Chelsea do it at nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> they don't straight up just, like, hold the ball for no, that long. No. They, they, they park the bus. See, there's a difference between park the bus and straight-up time-wasting. Park that, the bus, they're defending, and the other team is at least packing and has a chance. Whereas this, I just don't have the ball. I cannot score. Like, Yeah, um, that is true. There, like, there's no other... That's purely because of the sport that the game is based on. Yeah. Like, there's no other game where they'd be like, oh, yeah, on aggregate, it's like... There's just... I'm trying to even imagine... Like, I watch professional uh, Age of Empires tournaments, and there's no Mm -hmm. fucking way they'd be like, oh, well, on aggregate, he killed more people in this. That's ridiculous. Um, Well, uh, what I would say is, okay, if it was Rocket League, maybe, on aggregate or something. Like, see, Rocket League is set up... You know, obviously it's a video game. It's yeah. not real at all. But uh, you cannot time waste on Rocket League. It is not a thing. Yeah. It's in fact, so if you try not... it, you're more likely to concede. Yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna concede, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how you'd go about doing it. <laughs> no, I haven't a clue. Um, but like, that's uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm a little biased because I lost because he exploited the two leg system and maybe I should have better. Or, uh, I don't know, but yeah, like I can see both sides to it. Like, like I did say, it, that's how a real football is played. Also, it allows you when once you know that that's the system, it allows you to strategize accordingly. Mm. But it also is a lot easier to pass the ball around. So it's not just that you get the advantage, yeah. like of having scored the most amount of goals, but you get to just sit in the driving seat and. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I I actually think that that's a fair point, and I was surprised to learn they did it that way. But I think yeah. your brain automatically associates it with football, so you're like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I know they did it for for the public, like. Yeah, but then sure, you, you like, could also yeah. argue, right, that watching someone pass the ball around the defense, that's not good for the viewer. Either, yeah, no. So. Well, what I was gonna say, if my game was showed on stream, if that second leg was showed on stream, like people would have switched that off. Like, yeah. not a chance you're watching that. <laughs> yeah. It does not like. Nah, the only way you'd watch that would be if you got to see your reaction and you were raging, like, <laughs> like smashing shit and throwing yeah. things around the place. Yeah. No, that is. Uh, where, where did you finish overall in the? So that was top thirty two. It, it was rough. Like I, I really felt. Uh... See, the, the one of the most annoying things as well is if I could have asked for anybody in the draw. Uh, like to get as my opponent for the last day to knock out the guy I got would be like one of my top three picks oh, who shit. I'd want to play do you know what I mean yeah uh, so as soon as I got him I was feeling good I was like thank you and then just just didn't happen like so yeah oh uh, well but, I mean it happens yeah no but 
um, like you can just have one bad game of FIFA as well for sure. Yeah. And, and like, there's no losers bracket either. Uh, where do you actually? Uh, I'm just thinking how to ask this question. So, what in the actual mechanic, in the actual game mechanics, what are the most important things for you? Like, does if if you're picking it, like, I see you've got Sergio Ramos in your team, and he has a high attack and work rate. Does that come into play for you at all? Does do you care about? That? Um. So, with I don't know how familiar with this now, but uh, there's player instructions now in players. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, I, I so... used them on career mode a few years ago mm-hmm. to actually like really, really successfully use them, but mm. yeah, never, never used them on ultimate team. So last year they were there as well, but uh, they didn't have a big impact. So mm-hmm. last year you could put your fullbacks on stay back while attacking. And they'd still kind of go off the pitch quite often. It was mm. just how it is. This year, stay back while attacking really does keep your fullbacks. Just you have a back for the whole game unless you force them to go off the pitch. Wow. Um, and now what I'm getting to is by default, centre backs also have stay back while attacking. So that negates the Ramos high attacking work rate. All right. So what's the point in the high attacking work rate then? I have no idea. It's just <laughs> it's just accurate to real life, I suppose. Uh, yeah, no, that's what it really is now. To be honest, it, it, work rate does have a well on strikers. Maybe it has a little more kind of influence, but mm. on defenders now, they have stay back while attacking, or you can put it on and it negates it. Do you do you play football manager at all? Uh, I have played it, but I don't play it now. All right, because like so that game is a is a proper. Um, simulation of actual yeah. like tactics in real football do you think that fifa 18 gets anywhere close to that or is it still just a game you know what i mean like it's just a football it's it's a game that happens to be about football but it's not necessarily a simulate a simulation of it uh well it's you know it's not a simulation like it's not um uh, and i get back uh to something else here is um so you know uh, I'd be a pro, right? So I'd be one of the rest of the game, and and then I play, I I play somebody in kickoff, right? Yeah. And I could lose in kickoff, you know, uh, to really anybody, to be honest. Um, because the pros in this game, the main thing I think is I know where I can uh, hit you from, so. Uh, like the, for example, I know the exact spot from the edge of the box that a finesse will go in top corner every time mm. with Henri or Ronaldo. But then if I have to play kickoff and I don't have, well, I'm not gonna have Henri definitely. I might not have Ronaldo. Mm. I'll still go for that same finesse, but with I don't know somebody else, and it won't go in. Um, like having. What pros are so good at is knowing when to shoot. To be honest, I've played the game so many times. So, by the way, I've like fourteen hundred games played already. Jesus. Um, is I've scored that goal a million times. I know exactly how much power, where to aim it, and what part of the pitch it'll go in. So it's just about being the best at like exploiting the game mechanics almost because. Uh, the average player wouldn't necessarily think to shoot from there, um, yeah. whereas I know exactly that that's going to go in because the goalkeeper doesn't dive properly for it or whatever. Man, that is a really, really, really like eye-opening point that 
I never even so like when I was playing Ultimate Team, I would you know you'd have you'd have your main team and your backup team, and you'd yeah. throw out your backup team when you need to bench fellas so that they get their fitness up or whatever. And so like in my main team, I'd have I don't know a, a really good left winger at the time. Like um, I used to always play with a. Uh, Portuguese team I had this lad Varela on the left wing who was just unreal for me so like Ronaldo chop inside finesse into the corner like nine yeah. times out of ten it's a goal and then yeah. I'd start playing with like my bronze team and be trying the same thing with a 57 rated player with 90 yeah. pegs and I'd be like why doesn't this work this is bullshit like yeah. and like not even questioning the fact that it's a much lower rated card and yeah so you're so like the stats that the players have they all actually mean stuff they're not just arbitrary numbers yeah anymore. I think this year is probably the year that team has had the biggest impact wow um because it, like I think if if it was FIFA 13 now, okay, I don't know how much you played FIFA 13, but Quite if you give me Royce and S Ryan up top, oh yeah, um, yeah, I I I think I could still go 38, 39 in foot chance in if it was in FIFA 13. Now if you give me Royce and S Ryan, say it was the same stats, probably even say even though the years have gone by, mm-hmm. up top in this game, not a chance. I'd be getting like 34 under even maybe. That's mad. Uh, this year, I think stats are huge. Team has a huge impact. That's actually, like, I don't know, that's quite good to know because, it, like, it makes me respect the game a little bit more. I, I think a huge problem I have with FIFA is that I just, I don't, it just feels like a fucking carnival arcade, like, beat-em-up game that ultimately comes down <laughs> to button mashing. Just, I'm really like not respecting it at all <laughs> when I yeah no well a lot of people don't like it's, it's it, well that that's when you have a game that's so uh, available to the public mm. which doesn't really make sense because you can buy any game but well, it's just such a mass consumed game yeah like the amount of people that have that but then go into like if you ask ten of your friends how many of you play FIFA or like have FIFA or not, like a good few will, but then if you say how many of you guys play League of Legends or something mm-hmm. like that's a proper esport, and the numbers will be way lower. Like yeah, um, even though when it comes to esport viewership, League of Legends is a billion times bigger than FIFA. Like so yeah, it's, FIFA is like a kind of a game for the layperson, where League of yeah. Legends is a game for the gamer, sort of. Yeah, exactly. And the most, on the whole, anyway. Um, I was going to say, I was I was going to ask if you had any tips for anyone who is aspiring to be a pro FIFA player, but from what I gather, your tips are just literally practice until you're good at the game. Yeah, see, a lot of people do ask, and I'm like, uh, oh yeah, so basically... I don't know how much you know about the foot chance rankings, but I'll just say it in wins anyways. Uh, like, this time... No, not this time. Like, uh, November last year, I was getting 25 out of 40. Um, right. And it steadily increased. And I ended up playing nearly 3,000 games last year. Um, and then, you know, I didn't really do anything last year. It was kind of too late as well to be getting good. Uh, so then this year comes along... Um, I invest a bit at the start, and I, I take it even more serious. And then uh, I, I qualify for the first event, and people are like, whoa, how did you get so good? You, like, they don't see that uh, 
I literally have been playing this game so much yeah. the last year uh, to improve. Like it is practice, but that then people come to me and say, "Well, I've already played 1,500 games this year, and I'm still getting 28 wins." And I think the key difference is that they're, they're just not trying to learn from from their games. They're literally just playing the game and like making the same mistake over and over again. Going to the next game and just keep doing it and don't improve. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually I'm trying to get I'm I'm playing Age of Empires too. I, I sorry to the listeners because I think I fucking find a way to mention that game in every podcast <laughs> I do, and it's like 20 years old. It's ridiculous. Man, it's a class game. Not it's gonna lie, dude. Unbelievable. It is. Yeah. It is. I'm a big fan of uh, any of them kind of games with the overview. That's actually on, great to know. What yeah. real time strategy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I I've been playing this now since obviously I played it like you know for years when it came out but i'm playing it online now like properly at a moderately high level uh on the thing that i'm on and i've been trying to get good at it for a long time and it's only over the last few months that it's properly clicked on me the things that i'm doing wrong Mm. like i've been watching videos on youtube i've been like going back over analyzing my games jeez i sound like a fucking nerd but um i i'm really conscious now and i can feel the shift and like my ELO score is as high as it's ever been, and mm. uh, like I'm a lot more confident going into games. There's no nerves. Like my composure is better, and these are all things that you ha- you feel when you actually apply yourself to getting better instead of just going, "Oh, I'm gonna play this. Oh, it didn't work out. Yeah. Oh, I'll play it again. No, it's still not working." Um, yeah, just to say, see, like when I play FIFA, I play to improve. I don't play for fun, um, and that's the thing I think is a big difference as well. Like people. Getting good at FIFA is really not that fun. You know, it takes a lot of really seeing what you're doing wrong and trying to think about it. Yeah. You're not playing the game for fun at this stage. You, you're really analyzing. what. Um, but what also I think is a problem is how easily the average player gives up possession. Yeah. I, it's the yeah. biggest thing. That used to be a thing I used to always say. Like My, uh, my favorite thing in FIFA is finishing a game and seeing my pass accuracy at like 97% or something like Hmm. fucking love that like there's a difference between like having possession and using possession as well um like I I could just have like 30% possession in a game I wouldn't be phased out at all as long because I know with my attacks I'm still as lethal as this person like um so but also the another thing is um FIFA is a game of who can score more per possession. Mm-hmm. Because you have the exact same plus or minus one for kickoffs. You have the exact same amount of times of possession, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um so it's all about having a higher goal scored per possession than your opponent. Uh, so t- tell me about uh, kickoff goals. Oh, oh, kickoff. <laughs> okay, so actually the patch came out this morning. Uh, but before I talk about that, I'm gonna talk about the disaster that kickoff was in Barcelona. Yeah, I read right, about, so, well, I read tweets about it that were just like that. This is ridiculous at this level. Was kind of my takeaway from it. So what kind of happens at kickoff? Pre-patch, this is of course, is. Your team, you know it lines up for kickoff. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I'm talking about the defending team here. And 
once the ball is kicked off, they they're very lethargic, just kind of stand there and and they don't really move, and it's just so easy to just pass through because they're not really moving as they should. The gap between your midfield and your back line is huge, and you just get caught out so easily, and you concede. Um, thankfully, I've only played three games of the patch there, but what happens now, your whole team comes back from kickoff and is very compact, and mm. um, so it's a very good patch in my opinion. Yeah, um, that's good. So I'm glad about that at least. Um, I was gonna ask some kind of fun stuff. Um, you you go into a tournament like this, right? And so, firstly, how important is getting a good night's sleep? I think it's huge because, um, well, on the Sunday, uh, then. So there were so many delays during the tournament, man. But Saturday, we finished really late because they were trying to catch up on schedule. So we got back at our hotel around half 11. But we hadn't eaten food, so we had to go get food. And then you're uh, coming back. You're not back till half 12, 1 maybe. And then you're trying to get to sleep and you have the tournament on your mind and stuff. And you've eaten, and, eaten before sleep is just a bad yeah. idea as well. Yeah. Um, so it's 1 a.m. and you're just back in your hotel basically. And then... Uh, because they're so far behind schedule, you have to wake up at like seven. Um, and so, so I was, you're running on like four or five hours sleep. Um, so it just wasn't good. Like, um, so that affected me as well, in my opinion. But the, the other people also had uh, the same problem, so right, I can't yeah, really it's blame a ba- it. A balanced kind of problem. But it definitely made everybody play worse. Mm. Um, it, sleep is so important. Like you need that concentration, especially at this level. Like I mean, anybody can be anywhere at this. So if you're off your game at all, you're you're gonna get exposed. Like yeah, I've always thought that. Just like so, in real football, they say psychology accounts for like eighty to ninety percent of a player's performance. Um, and I feel like the same thing must be true of playing games because I've noticed like I I can go on. Like, I can enter, like, the psychological flow state on Call of Duty and, like, I will fuck everybody's life up on that game mm. and go ham. And then, like, if I actually think too deeply about what I'm doing, I lose it. Or um, if I play for too long, I lose it. Or if I... Like, it's really weird. There are lots of things where I, I there's just a certain mental state you enter where you're really good at what you're doing. And you can lose it really, really easily. And um, I, I think, like, sleep plays a big part in that. Just, you know, whether or not it's your first game of the day, how cold your hands are on the controller, like, shit like that. They all made a huge difference to me um, when I was, like, a hardcore gamer. Um, the, how how long was the break between each game, by the way? Uh, well, very well, Friday, uh, the breaks were about four hours long. So just take that into account. Yeah. <laughs> Which was disgraceful. That's like you, you have rough, not, yeah. you, you don't, like you're just, it's it's terrible. Like, um, it's like that's like waking up for work at like two a.m. and you start. The yeah, shift. and you're just literally just okay. And we're all so tired as well. Like, yeah, and, and we're still waiting ages. But then it became, I don't know, like an hour break or something. Um, Plus, there was match-up mis- uh, bracket mistake twice. So I remember I was supposed to be playing Herzia in my last 32 game. 
but then they messed up the seating, so they had to redo the bracket. Then this guy comes over and he's like, oh no, sorry, we get called into the meeting first. And I'm like, okay, I know, phenomenal. Head back out, and I'm like, okay, we haven't heard anything. I guess I'll uh, go play like a warm-up or something. And then this guy comes over and he says, you start your game in two minutes. Oh, I'm just shit. like, what? What? <laughs> and then two minutes later, I, I've, start, I've kicked off, and I'm just like... I, I like I was not mentally prepared to play my game that fast at all either. Yeah, like, so. that's rough. Yeah, I I think that's the thing that a lot of people would scoff at too and not realize that it's important. But like it is, like you, you have to prepare to get into a certain state to mm. actually play. Like, um, well, not only that, but the like the game was for one and a half grand as well. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So like you got that on your mind. You know, if you finish top eight, which would mean two wins. Uh, you you're going to the playoffs, which is a huge thing, and that will lead to a really good contract as well. Yeah, and you've got all these things playing on your mind, like um. So I, I don't even know how Tex had the composure. I know to, he's like sixteen, isn't he? It, it's ridiculous. He's he's the calmest dude there is, and I was just like, how? Like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's really weird. The, as it happens, the second best Age of Empires two player in the world is actually fifteen as well, and he's like, <laughs> he's the only guy. He he the best player at Age of Empires two is a guy called Viper. He's from Norway, and um, Leary is the second best, and he's like he's he beat Viper three times in a row during a a, tour, a best of seven tournament. I, I think he's like the only person to do that in years, and he's like fifteen. <laughs> It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I, I, I don't even want to know how many consoles I had broken by the time I was fifteen. <laughs> and I actually, like, I, I think I went through three different PlayStation Twos. So, like, I mean, yeah, it's. I, thankfully, I've mellowed a little bit in my older <laughs> age, but it's nuts. Um, do you, uh, do you have any rituals before you play? Is there any superstitions like anything that you have to do? Uh, no, I just listen to music. To be honest, I um. And I, I uh, check, like, my player's fitness, like, four times <laughs> <laughs> to make sure it's on 99. Um, what kind of music do you listen to? Stuff to get you hyped? Uh, yeah, uh, just basic rap, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, a lot of logic as well. Yeah, that's pretty Big cool. fan. So, uh, yeah, just stuff like that to try and get you uh, not only hyped, but more kind of focused is what I would listen to. Mm. Um, like, it wouldn't be really upbeat. It would just be kind of mellow, but still like concentrated if that makes sense like do you, ever, do you ever drink any of that gamma ray labs stuff or g fuel drinks? yeah G-Fuel, yeah man yeah. i'm a big g fuel advocate um but unfortunately i forgot to bring it to barcelona oh no well surely in a in a fucking place where there's that many pro gamers someone must have had some spare uh yeah there was some i did borrow some yeah. but uh it's not actually that big in uh, fifa it's mainly like in Call of Duty. I, I don't know. Well, maybe it's in like League of Legends as well, but it's not that big in Call of Duty, to be honest. Uh, but there was... Oh, not that big in FIFA. Uh, but there was um, like in the Players' Lounge that you could go in with the Players' Wristband. You could get uh, Red Bull or Powerade or yeah. all that stuff. And was, uh, I, I read stuff about um, the League of Legends... Uh, like the Asian lads were like all gone around on Adderall and 
stuff like that to keep them focused. Like Adderall, I, I think Adderall is like uh, it, it's used for ADHD um, mm. to keep you focused, yeah. but it's yeah. like kids buy it for studying and shit like that. Um, yeah, it's it's mad that like esports has a fucking mental wellness thing, like where people are using performance enhancing drugs on like, yeah. PlayStation game and stuff like that. It is ridiculous. Like I, I wouldn't do that myself. You didn't notice but, anyone doing it by any chance, did you? Uh, no. Uh, but I was I mean, for some juicy story. Uh, I mean, I assume you could easily just do it just before you turn up to the event or whatever, I assume. But, yeah. yeah. There's a good gap in the market there for anyone to source. Yeah, so... Click the link in the description if you <laughs> do want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Just install this... Uh, <laughs> The onion router, and then yeah, um, yeah, Jesus, that would be mad. Um, so you don't have any rituals apart from yeah, just checking the players' fitness yeah. and stuff like that. Unless yeah, no, uh, nothing else really, to be honest. Um, I don't think many people in FIFA, anyways, do. Um, it's just not a thing. I, I asked really. um, it, like back when I uploaded regularly, I'd get like loads of comments per video, and I asked one time like, "Do you guys have any rituals?" And it was like, one guy said that like before every single game he plays on Ultimate Team, he resets his internet router. Oh my god! To make sure it won't drop in the game and stuff like that. It's uh, I, I that that's like borderline obsessive compulsive <laughs> to me. Like I I wouldn't even have the patience to fucking wait for it to come. I know, yeah, I wouldn't have that. Yeah. Um, what did I, I think I used to have one it was just like I don't know I, I think it was like if a player had like three contracts left or three games left in their contract they used to always give them another one to get them up to ten like I hated having players on single digit um, games left in their <laughs> oh, contract and stuff like that but uh, it's not really ritualistic it's more like yeah I don't know just those weird it's things a mental thing kind of yeah yeah so um I read that uh, the next tournament is in April, is that right? Mm-hmm, yeah, so, and qualifying is February now. All right. Starting Friday. So. You confident? Uh, moderately, because I have started a job there, 9 to 5. Oh, um, and I've never played foot champs while also having a job, because um, I like to space my games out a lot. Yeah. Um, and I normally play my Friday games from like 10 to 12 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah, I can't play till like after a day of work now, which is kind of annoying and hopefully not a problem. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd be interested to see how you do coming home from a day's work. Yeah, like uh, I've never had to do that before. Um, at most, I'd have like, I don't know, an hour or two of uni and then just play yeah. like. So, I we'll um see. I used to work at this uh, like a distribution company um like on a on an assembly line, and it was like really fucking hard work like mm. it, it you you are just on like looking at a conveyor belt and assembling stuff but like it was actually um it was mentally tough and physically tough because yeah I, I used to do twelve hour shifts right oh um but I I was I was doing Monday to Thursday twelve hours a day. Yeah. But every single night when I came back from work, I was on Call of Duty for about three hours. And 
it didn't have any impact on my game at all. So. Oh really? Yeah, like yeah. it's it sort. I don't know. You you'd be wired from actually doing so much work that I don't know. There's some weird like buzz about it. Like <laughs> yeah. you're still just somewhere. I don't know. Um, but then I'd crash straight away after and mm. wake up for work, come back, do the same thing. It, it was fucking great, to be honest. <laughs> it was a great time. Um, <clears throat> so I hope it works out that way for you, that you mm. you actually can find a way to use it to your advantage. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, best of luck with it. It's, it's really cool that you're so... Um, I, like, you're... For someone as young as you are playing FIFA professionally and stuff, you're very aware of what you need to do and very unwilling to blame the game and things like that. And that's really like eye-opening to me because I am like seven years older than you and I'm still a fucking child when I play the game. Yeah. It's like, uh. I don't know, eye-opening in a, in a weird way that I'm not even comfortable with. Um there's one other thing I wanted to ask you was uh, I don't know what how well you can speak to this, but I heard that there's a lad who plays who was at in Barcelona called Kurt, and uh-huh. he is allegedly the Conor McGregor of uh, esports. And when I hear someone being labeled the Conor McGregor of anything, I get very defensive, and I need to know why. So what is he about? Um, so he's just extremely arrogant, is essentially why he would get that label um what sort of things has he said uh i don't know like uh um i don't know i think he said something like uh i've just landed in barcelona and uh messi just sent me a text saying he's glad that i'm in his city or something like that like (laughs) fuck now um he he literally like he there he uh is Bio used to be the best FIFA player in the world. Then he said, announcement coming soon, changed to Bio. So I just assumed, and nearly everybody did, that he was just joining a team or whatever. Yeah. But he changed it to the greatest FIFA player of all time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, he, he has the game to back it up. Not not, not quite the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, with the fact that, you know, he hasn't won tournament. But he, he's definitely very good. That's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, he like this. You can just go through his Twitter and you'll just laugh away to yourself. Uh, it is funny, like yeah, yeah. That's uh, I don't know. I I, I just Conor McGregor is a big name. You can't go around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just throw that name around the place to anyone. Um, yeah. Well, uh, do you have anything else that you want to say about the tournament, Threaten? You want to call anyone out? <laughs> call people out. Yeah, man. That. That text kid is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, not really. Um, I, I just enjoyed it to be honest. Yeah. Um, like it's my, it was my first event. Like, and uh, whilst it had a lot of technical difficulties, yeah, it was, it was still one of the best experiences ever. Like, I mean, you're going on a free holiday, free hotel, free food. You're playing FIFA for money at a competitive level. You're meeting all these other pros that are actually really cool guys in person. Why are they? Uh, why are the pros like? Do they all go out and go on the piss after and all? Yeah, no, we uh, we went out Sunday night there. Yeah, even had an open bar in the hotel for us uh, no until way. two a.m. It was sick, man. You go up and you just order like three double vodkas and cokes <laughs> or something. Um, it was class. Yeah, so that I mean we were there till like 
two, and then I think we stayed there till like half two, and then we went out to a club and stuff. And you know, clubs stay open till uh, seven or eight in Barcelona, which yeah. is dangerous. The Spanish are actually <laughs> like we Irish like to think we're deadly at drinking, yeah. but we're yeah, not. we're frauds. The, yeah, we're <laughs> like we have built a farcical reputation. Yeah, based off of the fact that we're aggressively drunk. We're like, yeah, I've been to Spain loads of times. I've been to Barcelona loads of times, and the Spanish have it right. Like they go out, have dinner at like half ten. And then, yeah. like they're they're the first ones to arrive and the last ones to leave. And yeah, we arrive sure. somewhere in the middle and start <laughs> a fight and leave with black eyes, <laughs> like half an hour later. Yeah, like, by comparison, yeah, we're brutal compared to them. Um, so did any like I assume no one tried to play with a hangover or anything like that. I assume the bar uh, stuff was all out. Uh, well, actually, oh great, uh, <laughs> this is what I, I want. heard this now, and I actually don't i can't remember the exact name so i don't want to say the wrong name but one of the germans who subsequently ended up losing their last 34 game or 32 games so they lost the game but it was 3 a.m apparently or 2 a.m and uh, they were spotted drinking at the bar the hotel bar uh the night before the last 32 game and they ended up losing then and I'm sure that's linked. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, that's some balls to do that now. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say no to that. I, I was at, um, I went to the the Black Ops Two launch party from Treyarch in London back in whenever the fuck that game came out, and there was a free bar there, and I was every fucking ten minutes I was up there like. It's it's mad. You just go up and you're like, yeah, bottle of beer, and they're like, here you go, and then you walk and sit back down. It's like, you shouldn't really do this when I'm around. I will. It was that. It was really weird, right? When I was at that, um, the whole Treyarch team were like David Vanderhaar was there and all. Yeah. And um, I was in the bathroom taking a piss, and as I was walking out, this other fellow was walking in, and he goes, oh, geez, sorry, boy, and I was like are you from Ireland? He was like, yeah, he was from Tipperary and he, he was working for Treyarch <laughs> fucking coding Black Ops 2 or some shit. It was like, I don't know, the weirdest experience ever. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so, jeez, that's a... I, I do love going to the game and expos and seeing um, anyone who's like a hardcore gamer getting drunk. I don't know why. I think it's because it's like it subverts the cultural stereotype of... Yeah, exactly. Like, um... Uh, if you know hashtag Harry, he's uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's just so good to go out. Although he uh, he went MIA unfortunately. Really? Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. That's why we were actually delayed in the hotel. We were waiting for him to come back down from his room, oh, but we just ended up leaving because he didn't. But then apparently, uh, some people found him on their way back or something at like 6am and sleeping in the streets I don't know oh shit <laughs> do, you, do you know uh, Barca Boy? Uh, no so back in the day when, when the FIFA community first ever started right there was like the, the biggest YouTuber at the time was KSI with like 15,000 yeah. subscribers at the time. Yeah. So Barca Boy had like 10,000. Um, oh, okay. Barca Boy was like he's, he's Irish as well he's from Dublin um, oh, right. but he he was uh, like if, if if he didn't quit YouTube, in terms of just proportional uh, stature of FIFA YouTubers, Barca Boy would be above Nepenthes and below KSI. Yeah. But he was he <laughs> was crazy. fucking huge. Like, um, 
but he he has this reputation of being quite uh he is quite obnoxious and he's just a very he he's just an obnoxious Dublin person. What else can you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but we were going to Eurogamer like, I don't know, six years ago probably and uh, Barca Boy was coming over and I was quite excited to see him again because we'd hung out a couple of times and um, I, he's a great lad. And anyway, he came over and he fucking went out and got... I think he, he literally got off the plane with his school with his backpack on, went out and got pissed and then starts tweeting from fucking God knows where at like 3 o'clock in the morning saying, please, can someone help me? I'm lost. And like all these covered in typos and it was just really really grim and so he told us where he was and um i was i was living in london at the time and we phoned the place where he said he was and the guy thought that it was a prank call and uh like i don't think he ever explained what happened to him during that time he reckons his drink got spiked but like the next Mm. time i saw him was the next day at like 7 p.m and he was just in a fucking state like could not have looked worse (laughs) hope he doesn't mind me telling that story i'm sure he doesn't care but um <laughs> yeah it's i i just i fucking love that like you know someone that you're so used to seeing with a controller in their hand and then yeah, they, just, yeah. they go <laughs> they go a completely different route um yeah well um oh here by the way uh your accent am i hearing a little bit of english in your accent it is yes it is mixed indeed you are correct <laughs> you can that? tell by the way i pronounce anything with an ar sound yeah so, you yeah know, but it's if, so, like, like, everything else, you sound really, really Irish. Mm. Yeah, like, so I say tree, for example, but yeah. then, uh, if you know, I take a trip down there, get some milk from spa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can just hear it there. Um, so, yeah, there's an So Yeah, that will help you uh, when it comes to streaming and stuff, because from what I've noticed, like, all Irish YouTubers eventually somehow change their accent. Like, I'm from Dublin, and to be honest, I've actually used my real accent throughout this call because you're Irish, so, Mm. like, it's just, it comes more naturally to me, but when I record, I have a a really, like, Americanized kind of voice, and I I have, like, no control over it whatsoever. (laughs) It just comes, and I can't turn it off. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's really weird. Even when I talk to, like, middle-class people, that's the accent that comes out, so... um, that will that will serve you well. Um, do you want to uh, do you want to point everyone in the direction of your Twitch um, uh, channel? Well, my and... my Twitch and my Twitter are both just at runners underscore at the end. So. Yeah, and they'll be in the description anyway. Um, yeah. How often do you plan on streaming in the future? Uh, well, unfortunately, now at work not as much, but definitely a few times a week. Um, because the GFND Cups are on, so yeah, yeah, the tournaments on every night. So stream a few of them a week because people do like watching GFND tournaments like that. Because you know it, it's a pro playing, but not just like some friendlies. It's actually a competition. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's good. Well, um, listen, this has been a brilliant conversation in terms of how, like, I, I, I actually look at FIFA completely differently now to how I did an hour ago, and, like, that's actually class, so uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show, it was really, really great talking to you, and um, best of luck in the future, especially uh, in February with the qualifiers, and you can count on me being a fan and cheering for you at any <laughs> tournament from now on, so... Thanks, man. Cheers, man. Uh, thanks for having me as well. Oh, no worries. It was good, it was good. Standing in the cold in the frozen wind, I'm leaving you behind, but it's not the end. No, no, no. 
Walking on a plane as I hold my breath It's gonna be weeks till I breathe again No, no, no I know that you hate it And I hate it Just as much as you But if you can brave it I can brave it Brave it all for you Call me anytime you can see the lightning Don't you be alone You can always find me So there you have it folks, it turns out it was a professional FIFA player all along. Uh, anyway, one of the things that I learned in there is that when you think the game is bullshit and biased against you, it's actually not. And uh, that's pretty crazy because I've been watching compilations of people raging on FIFA recently, um, remembering that I used to rage pretty hard when I played FIFA as well, and that it's all just wasted energy and that you could be focusing all of that energy on actually improving and learning different things about the game itself and like your psychology going into the game. And I think all of these things are related in some way, and I think having a clear headspace will just ultimately make you better at the game. Um, which sounds like a really nerd thing to say, but like, as evidenced by this conversation, if you simply adjust your game and play it accordingly, you can end up at a fucking tournament playing it for money. And uh, that's pretty insane. So we ended the episode with Raging by Kaigo featuring Codaline um, for a, a whole host of reasons. Like, obviously, because I talked about Raging in FIFA and also... The song Raging is in FIFA. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, that's, a, that's a, a pretty cool connection right there. I suppose you could say it's my favorite song ever in FIFA. Um, no, nah, you couldn't. That's not true, actually. Um, for any of you who are still here listening, I don't know how many people listen past the song at the end, um, but I'd like to know what your favorite song in any FIFA game ever is uh, because I'd say... Mine is, there, there was a, a song on like FIFA 13, I think, called We Come Running by Young Hawk Blood, which is actually one of the guys from Igloo and Hartley. Um, but that song, We Come Running, is amazing. And I'd recommend everyone just watch the music video for it while you listen to it, because it's actually magical. And it just takes you away to a, a, a tropical utopia where you can live out the rest of your days by listening to that song. Um, other great songs that have been on FIFA, obviously, like Clubfoot by Kasabian, which has been on every single FIFA game. No, that's not true, but it's been on, like, two of them, which is weird. Um, it's, it's, it's like a, a solid FIFA song. Wouldn't be my favorite song outside of FIFA. Um, a copy of uh, by Nine Inch Nails is on there. The System Only Dreams and Total Darkness by The National is on one of the FIFAs. I think it's actually FIFA 18 that one is on. Um, what else is there? There's some songs that I used to always try and get to. Like, there was that one, um, Tonight. The one that goes like, Tonight, we're all believers. I can't remember who sang that, but that was really good. Manic something, was it? Something? 
I don't know. Um, Magic something, I think. Uh, the, the other songs, Alive by Empire of the Sun, that was always great when I was playing career mode. Um, yeah, there's 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 been some good ones, and I think Raging by Kygo is definitely one of them. So um, I'm going to let you listen to the rest of that while this episode plays out. And uh, thank you so much for all your support over the years, and indeed... Uh, the continued support that I'm getting in spite of the fact that the podcast has slightly changed format. And uh, thanks for, you know, all the kind words and, and all of that stuff. So, yeah. See you next week. Talking to a stranger is nothing new. She knows how to smile when I like you. So I wait for you all night. I know that you hate it and I hate it just as much as you. But if you can brave it, I can brave it. Brave it all for you. Call me anytime you can see the lightning Don't you feel alone, you can always find me We got a wild love Raging, raging Lost among a million changing faces Every day our hearts keep trading places We got a wild love Raging, raging Find me. We've got a wild love region.